This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. So Drake dropped an album, and it's like white wine. So I'm playing in this daytime. The sun is out, the birds are chirping. Everything is nice. So I call my sister, and we get in the conversation. So get in it too. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of D, Ali Muhammad. Ah, yeah, it's the voice of your choice right here. We live in the conversation coming out of New York City, stand up New York labs. And as you can tell, since D isn't doing his customary yell, that Ali Muhammad is in the building all alone. Vlad Vlad is auditioning for some new movie. D is off at a meeting. So here I am welcoming you to the conversation. But don't be don't be alarmed. The conversation will not be me alone. I have a guest. You know what I'm saying? And you know, this weekend Drake dropped the album, you know, kind of surprised me. I didn't know it was coming. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in all the, someone who you all may have heard of over the years of the conversation. We're going to bring in the Drakeologist, my sister, Tanina Packer. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being in the conversation. My pleasure. No doubt. What's good? Man, it's all good. Um, I'm here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, working on some wait, amazing projects. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What the fuck is Metro Atlanta? Well, you know, I don't live inside the perimeter, um, and I don't work inside the perimeter at this point. Um, my, a lot of my work is happening in the uh, South Atlanta region. Well, so you know, I, I'm saying, you know, if you live if you live north of Macon and south of, of <laughs> Chattanooga, people just say the A. Just go ahead and say Atlanta. <laughs> well, I. I I need to be specific because I I, I reverence neighborhoods. You okay. know, a lot of my work has, is is place based and it's neighborhood driven. So, for example, you know, I'm doing a, a lot of good work in Clayton County right now mm-hmm. um, with Clayton County Public Schools, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, creating a film and media academy down there. So we're in the midst of um, high volume recruitment, trying to get. 75 amazing rising ninth graders to come into this magnet program. Okay. So there's that. So um, if you have a ninth grader that wants to get into some movie and TV and you live in the metro the Atlanta area, more specifically yes. Clayton County. Correct. Holler then, at the folks up in the conversation. That's right. That's right. So, so there's that. And then I'm also working with um, a group of folks, who are organizing the effort to bring uh, SLAM Academy to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that model. No, we're, it, we're, we're, we don't know what that is. Okay. I'd be happy to tell you about it. It is a, um, a charter school that is charter school concept that was actually um, originated and supported by Pitbull um, out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, so SLAM Academy in Miami is right next door to um, the Marlins uh, baseball stadium. I don't know what they, what do they call that? What is it called? The, Mar- the Mar- Florida's Marlins stadium. Vlad was just the there. Stadium. Actually, Vlad was there during the Dominican versus U.S. Yes. Uh, baseball game, and the video is up on the on the Facebook page. If you haven't checked that out, it's actually hilarious. Vlad is okay. Vlad Excellent. is a fool. Yeah, it's just Marlins Park. Excellent. Your Marlins Park. It's so, Marlins Park. Okay. So, so party people. Now. We got Tanina Packer in the building, and she's going to be in the conversation with us. You know what I'm saying? And we, I brought her in specifically because Drake dropped the album this week. And, mm. and again, she is the Drakeologist, so we're going to get into that stuff right there. But 
before we get to the actual nuts and bolts of the album, you know what I'm saying? Um, you were the one who actually introduced me to Drake. And, you know, I don't usually Facts. get introduced to music by people. I usually be the introducer. But True story. But she she came and said, we got this guy. He has this mixtape. And I was I thought that was very odd and weird that, you know, my sister, the very ultra professional, <laughs> was pushing somebody mixtape. That was that was weird, weird and odd to the point where I didn't even want to listen to it. Like, what? wait, this is crazy. What is going on? I don't know what this is. All right, we're going to put this to the side right quick. <laughs> and she commenced to play it the whole Christmas Eve, whatever it was. And it was in the background, and I refused to actually listen to it. Now, <clears throat> I eventually listened to it, and and one of the cuts on there, I'm usually the type of person who find a cut and get stuck on it and let it play over and over and over and over and over. And he had a cut like that on that mixtape, and that was uh, successful. Yes. And I was like, hey, this guy might have something here. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, Tanina Packer, the Drakeologist. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey and how you ended up, you know, crossing paths with Mr. Aubrey? Sure. Um, so it is interesting. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny because Ali is, is correct that, you know, um, I'm not in, in our group, in our, in the, between the two of us, I was never the one that was seeking a career in entertainment or anything like that. You know, um, grew up magnet program, business, international business and finance was either going to be a banker or corporate attorney, um, B school graduate, all that stuff at any rate. Um, you know, so I taught business subjects, uh, at the high school level, um, after I had my daughter, early in my career. And um, after I finished my master's degree in public administration with a nonprofit management concentration, I struck out on my own, started a business that would consult to nonprofit organizations. So I had a lot of traditional clients that were, you know, nonprofits funded by, um, you know, foundations and corporations and got, you know, traditional funding streams where they mm -hmm. were, you know, the, the cornerstones of communities. Um, so, you know, one day I get a call, uh, from, uh, an associate of mine, uh, letting me know that they referred me to, um, to someone that they were talking to about little Wayne. And, um, that person is Cortez Bryant, mm -hmm. uh, who is still little Wayne's manager and best friend. And, and what's, um, what's and his name on the ground? Mr. Red Glasses or something? Um, oh, Tessington, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. So anyway, so I get this, eventually end up getting this, I'm sitting in my office at Studio Plex in Atlanta. Um, and I get this call where, you know, at the time my clients are CNN and like affiliated nonprofits, mm -hmm. um, very conservative, you know, suite of clients. Right. Now get a call from now before you move forward. You know what I'm saying? It's just a very you saying a very conservative suite of clients. Now sure. the conversation, they they're not conservative. They used to we cuss I, a lot up here. And you know oh what I'm yeah. saying? So you yeah. could you could put on, you know what I'm saying, you you could be off of work a little bit. I can code switch. <laughs> yeah, okay. you could you could All you know right. what I'm saying, you could kick it. All right, I'm, I'm your bet, brother, bet, you bet. ain't gotta, you know what I'm saying, hit me <laughs> with you know okay. what I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. That, all right. There okay. it is. There it is. All right. Here all we go. Right, all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so look. So look. 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 So I'm sitting in my office, and at this time, you know, I'm 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 having to stay buttoned up like 100 percent of the time, because mm -hmm. um, I got all these clients that are like, you know, super conservative, whatever. That you know, they always wanted worried about the funding model and you know how we show up. So yeah. I get a call from Cortez, and um, he says that Wayne wants to start a uh, a nonprofit organization wants to start a foundation. Mm -hmm. And this is pre Carter three, by the way. So this right. is like 2007. And what, what does that no, mean? When you, when, you, when you say pre Carter three, you mean Wayne hasn't blown up to super rock star level yet. He was on the bubble. Mm. So what I mean is that the world changed after Carter three. 
And right. so, like, the, 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 the industry that we know that everybody's arguing about right now, that everybody has the privilege of arguing about and the luxury of arguing about right now, has everything to do with the fact, and it's just, you know, this is my opinion, but, like, has everything to do with the fact that Carter III um, dropped and did the numbers that it did at the right. time. Yeah, I mean, um, don't, don't be ashamed to have an opinion here because that's all we got on the I, conversation. I mean, you know, so we, I'm just saying, like, we throw I, opinions I around feel like... like <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I personally feel like when, when when we're having these conversations like in the internet and, you know, uh, arguments over, you know, holiday drinks, mm-hmm. um, people don't want to, like, they want to stick to the script of, like, you know, the story of hip-hop and right. who the greats are and what's great. And I thought it was interesting during the Nicki Minaj, Remy Ma skirmish. Oh, you're that, jumping um, ahead. You know, we don't, I mean, I'm not really trying to delve there yet. But I just, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like during that conversation, like, I hadn't gotten heated about, th- like, this in a minute. But, like, um, but But we got to we gotta finish telling us about Tess. I'm, I'm, I'm about to do that. Okay. So, like, what people don't understand is that, like, that moment in time, that Carter Three moment mm-hmm. was everything. Like, it was a lot. It, 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 it changed. It, like, it brought vitality to the game and it, it brought a level of commerce to the situation that does, it just wasn't there. You know, digital was happening. Digital was big and digital was scary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it really wasn't doing that. And just so to speak directly to the Wayne of it all, pre Carter three, Wayne was, you know, post hot boy, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. And just trying to get that in the, that in his independent career, doing what it, you know, what he wanted it to do. Um, and also fighting the creative, the creative process, you know, the creative struggle as well, trying to get right. his thing going. Now he so was Kaz, he, he he started popping. He he was it was after you know all of the squad up tapes. He had bubbled up, and you know what I'm saying, right? And and got to the point, you know what I mean. And for mm-hmm. for everybody listening, you know what I'm saying, that might not know, at Carter three did a million records in a week, which is the commerce part that, that she's talking about. So that was like, you know, you know, it wasn't, people weren't doing numbers like that at that particular time. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. for Wayne to do Mm-mm. those kind of numbers, it, it kind of changed, you know what I'm saying, what was possible within that arena. So all of a sudden, the center of gravity shifted around Little Wayne. And what that meant was that all of a sudden, Patez had to become not just Wayne's manager, friend, and DJ, but he had to then be the business person that people were expecting him to be and expecting them to be because of those numbers. Right. Um, hold on. And so, so that's where I entered the picture because as we were having conversations about starting Wayne's charity, um, you know, I went to Miami uh, Super Bowl 2007. That was when Prince performed. And With FAMU's band? FAMU's band, right? Uh, yeah, so it was written. Uh, yeah. she, it know, was written. She, she went to FAMU as written. well. Two rappers on, on the line right now. Go That's ahead. what's real. Go ahead. And so, and so, so, so we did a strategic planning meeting, um, you know, official strategic planning meeting in the, you know, the Young Money offices at the, um, in the conference room. Um, so you know how that looks, Ali. That flip charts and markers, you know what I'm saying? Flip chart pages all over the all over it, the walls. It, it doesn't look like a hip hop meeting. Nah. <laughs> it's official. If you if it's you official. if you fucking with Nina Packer, it's not For sure. it's gonna be a level of sophistication, a level of data and analysis hmm. that is unprecedented. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my, my goal, so what I do, Nina Packer, and that's at ninapacker.com, um, you know, I write the vision and I make it plain. You know, I'm, I'm the strategist. And um, so what I do is I take what's in you. I let you get it out. I, I facilitate you, you know, putting that vision out into the universe, and then I capture it, and I put it in order and, and create a, a situation so that, that that can live and breathe and be. Right. And so with Cortez and with Wayne, my, my, I remember it like it was yesterday. My flip chart was, it was a white flip chart page. I put the cover art from, uh, Carter two up there. Cause again, Carter three wasn't out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and I drew some red lines with red marker. And the question was, who is little Wayne? 
And then, you know, you know, Cortez's first response was, Lil Wayne is a rock star. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know. So this is inside of the brainstorm pre-Carter mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so he says Lil Wayne's a rock star. So, you know, I mean, I'm going to just be honest with you. I, I, I mean, I was new to the, to the, to the conversation. I was new to the conversation, right. to the internal conversation about Lil Wayne. My Lil Wayne experience with Hot Boys was, you know, white tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I'm thinking about a Hot Boy video. I'm thinking about, and even with the independence, you know, the um, solo stuff that he had done, you know, I just really wasn't up on it like that. Right. So he was literally introducing me to Wayne from the perspective of being his best friend from childhood. Right. And what was life changing for me was I felt I realized like we all are a lot alike mm. because <clears throat> he told me the story about how they met, you know, at McMain um, High School. I mean, McMain, um, I think it's a middle and high school. But anyway, um, McMain Secondary School, that's what it's called, um, where which is a magnet program. Um, and, you know, it was a fine arts program. They were both in a band and. Tez was the section leader for, um, I know he, I know Tez plays the cymbals, but I'm not sure that that's what the instrument was back then. But Wayne was in his section. Tez called a meeting, you know, of the, you know, like an extra practice on the weekend. And Wayne was the only person that showed up. Mm. So they end up becoming, you know, friends. And, you know, it just kind of started from there. Mm-hmm. And then Wayne decided he was going to, you know, kind of like pursue the rap thing full time with you know the cash money of it all and he kind of went that way um yeah went on yeah (laughs) Ted went on graduated went to jackson state joint you know was in the marching band at jackson state and then um probably like within the year that we're talking about when when this strategic planning meeting is happening happening you know wayne kind of called them and was like look need you to manage me full time so you know, that's why that's why we were there that day. Right. So we were there. To, we were actually there to talk about the charity, but in a con in a in the context of that, in context of him taking on his management role in full, you know, he was trying to bring Wayne's vision of having a charitable organization, a foundation established to do more than just music. Right. So, so now y'all <clears throat> y'all setting up the strategy, y'all getting mm-hmm. them set up for for success. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Carter three happens. Everything goes mm-hmm. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Things mm-hmm. start moving real fast. Real where, fast. where does Aubrey Graham enter the situation? All right. So, so, all right. So look, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So wait, so, so first of all, so what happens is Carter three happens and then the young money deal happens. So although Wayne had already had the vision for Young Money, um, you know, once Carter Three dropped and did the numbers that it did, then the Young Money imprint right. was a real thing. And so, you know, so Wayne was Wayne is always touring. You know, they're always moving around, which is what why I was uh, tapped to go beyond the charity and actually um, create the operation, set the operation up for the, you know the management company you know, behind right. and, and pretty much be like the business operation. So when that happens, I'm across the board, you know, for profit, nonprofit, all the brands. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> at that time, um, Drake was, you know, he was part of the entourage traveling with Wayne as a developing artist, right. you know, as an artist that was going. And so Wayne is a really generous artist. That's what I don't know if, I don't know. So, if that, so Wayne just go around known. and scooping up little artists hanging around and no, take them to the next date. I mean, no, it's not that. I mean, and I won't speak to you know the specifics in the you know. I mean, like I don't want to get into the who discover who first, how and when because that you know who has right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But we, we don't want no mis- reality, no, We don't want nobody right. misconstrue the information mm-hmm. that has been given yeah. out on the conversation. Correct. <laughs> So but but they they did they did they, find they found a little Canadian boy, and drug him along. Right. So both him and Nikki. So they're both on 
like tour like on the bus and then you got bedrock and so they come out they do you know their piece um and you know it's like they're just they're on the road and so when you're on the road right like you're you're they're part of everything that's happening and so if if, if wayne is in the studio then you know there's an the opportunity for them to be in the studio right. so once that so that was the, what the america's most wanted tour mm-hmm. i believe the dreaded Which, america's most wanted tour but go ahead. Right. But but you yes. skip. But you just you skip. Hold up now. You can't get to America's what? most before we we still on the mixtape. Well, that's the. I mean, no, that. I mean, but but we but the mixtape had the mixtape drop. He had a college tour before so America's gone? Most Wanted. Yeah, it was so a college okay, tour so. before America's Most Wanted. Now, at the time, you gave me this mixtape in December. Amer- America's Most wasn't till the next summer. So, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. God damn it, it, it changed my life. I know. <laughs> okay. So, right. so you were playing the mixtape during Christmas, mm-hmm. and then he went from the mixtape to you know a bubbling fax machine artist getting about mm. seven thousand. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere around seventy five hundred. So, uh, right, right. Drake seventy five hundred. Drake, and then. Mm-hmm. Then they got the college tour that they did. And he He's supposed he, to do 15 days. He actually he was supposed sp- to do 15 days. He spoke on that on one of these damn songs on this album. He said, I was doing mm-hmm. college I, shows. You know what I'm saying? I did say that, and yeah. he was right. So, so you skipped that part. So you got the college shows. And then okay. by the time the college shows hit, he was already like, it was about, everybody was like, okay. It was about to be on. And by the time, well, the, he was still doing the college shows when... America's Most was about to start up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he was taking spot dates. Um, I was handling his booking at the time. And so that's why I'm, you know, intimately familiar with the fact that his his booking price was 7500 all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, the he was supposed to be just doing, you know, just doing some college dates, just kind of get him out there. Um and the mixtape was a bona fide, you know, mixtape. Um, and so what happened was he, and so that's why I'm getting confused about the America's most dates because when he, when he had the fall and towards ACL, that's the, that's, that, the that, that's America's most wanted tour. That was, that was like, August, that was like August, September. That was later. That was Philly, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so anyway, so it's, it's, the mixtape and then it's the college dates and it's, you know, the waiting basically. Cause you know, I, I mean, it was, it was a lot going on. It was a lot of getting set up. It was a lot of, you know, Wayne. And then you had other artists, you right. know what I mean? On the label. So there was a lot, there was just a lot going on. Um, but then there was a press push, you know, chamber group was fully loaded and engaged. Um, you know, and so there was, so there was that and just branding um, around Drake and right. getting Drake out there. But, but okay, um, how did, I mean, you you discovered him. He was on, he was with Wayne and them. You you got the mixtape. What made you stop and say, hey? Because he wasn't a priority. I mean, Wayne was still the guy. You know what I'm saying? There was a couple of other people floating around. Um, right. Nikki wasn't re- already popping with y'all yet. What was it about the So Far Gone mixtape that made you stop and say, hey? That got me. Right. So I guess Drake was the only artist that I worked from the beginning. Right. So I I, I dove in into Wayne's career. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with Drake, Drake, I, you know, I remember being introduced to Drake, um, you know, and I hadn't heard any music. And I know that it was out there, but like, I don't know. So when I heard the mixtape and I, and I, and it, it, it just, it, it touched me. Like it, it felt right to me because now we know who Drake's market is, right? Like, so everybody knows, like Saray would say, like every black girl that went to college is a Drake fan. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, so now that's very widely known, but that was like, just clear to me in the moment. Like it, maybe I, I didn't, I couldn't express that, but the way he skillfully executed his craft made sense to me. I'm a word person. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm a very lofty minded, um, just I I don't like simple too much. I can I can deal I can groove to simple, but like to keep me engaged, mm-hmm. like I like smart guys. Mm-hmm. Period. I like smart guys. So Drake Drake as an artist is a smart guy. He's he's pensive. He's thoughtful. He he puts time and energy obviously into putting all this together and making it culturally relevant and it strikes you if you if you if you're on that level. So even back then, you know, with successful, um, and I think let me see, successful uh, best I ever had and ignorant shit. And I don't even know if ignorant shit made the commercial copy, the commercial version of the mixtape when it was released because right, because that was the other thing that happened. Um the mixtape was doing so well and he was, you know, I mean, the mixtape was doing so well that they, they actually released it as, um, right. uh, you know, right. as a commercial release. So anyway, so I don't know if Ignis shit made the album, but, um, made the mixtape that they put out commercially, but I think that was my favorite. Okay. Song on that, <clears throat> that joint. All right. So you like this mixtape? No, 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 no. It's no, 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 Still my Drake song, for, favorite Drake song forever in life is Fear. Oh, what's that? But carry on. No, no, no just carry on. We'll just, you know, we just have to upload fear, it later. Fear is the song? And why you mm-hmm. like that? And why did you like that song? Because it might, be, it it was, might be people out there who, who also like that song. Well, because I felt like it was the realest shit ever. Like, nobody ever really says, these motherfuckers scared of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they see me. They see me, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, I ain't trying to do all that. I, I came to be friends. I came, I just came to do what I came to do. But like, they scared. I make niggas scared, and I don't really and, want and it. And something about you know that resonated with you. Hell yeah! Because when you when you're somebody that like, you know what I mean? Like you're gifted. You 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 see things. You got vision. You you know how to get in, and and you're sophisticated. Um, with the way you execute mm-hmm. life in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it feels some kind of way sometimes. And, right. and, and it's hard to, it's hard to get mentorship. It's hard to, you know, like fall into place, um, you know, with people who, who are comfortable, who could find themselves being comfortable because right. they feel like at any moment you could, you could out strategize the situation. Well, um, I mean, for the people that's listening, you know what I'm saying? You have one thing you have to understand about Nina Packer here is that, you know what I'm saying? She'll bust a motherfucker in the mouth. And true story. you know what I'm saying? She she, you know what I'm saying, she gonna come with all the information. Her deck is gonna be stacked. You're not gonna be able to out slick her too tough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She got a smart ass smart ass mouth to go along with the big brains. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a level of uh, <clears throat> you know, understanding between <laughs> what she's saying and and what's the real. So, I just want y'all to understand that so you know what I'm saying, when y'all hear what she's saying, y'all don't come and, you know, act like, you know, it's a certain type and of I, thing. It's just that's just how it is, you know what I'm saying? It's just how it is, but then the other piece of it is like I understand how he feels. Meaning, I ain't trying to do all that. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to, I want to come and bring joy and love and peace to the world and move humanity forward. But moving humanity forward means sometimes you got to slay a couple of dragons. You got to do things, but I don't want to live like that. Like, that ain't my life. Like, some people uh, slay dragons and get out there and they, you know, they like to have blood on their teeth all the time. Like, that's, that's, that's the way of the, of life for some people. Um, that's not, that's not me. And that's not, I don't think I, like what I hear in Drake's music, even to the day is like, this ain't even what I don't even want to do all that, but what I'm not going to do, you know what I'm saying? Is lay down and die and let people slay me, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm here to do real good, good in the world, you right. know? And that's, I get that. I know that struggle. I know that journey. All right. So what'd you think about the new album? I love it. I, I hear a sense of resolution and peace in his voice. With like you know, it, it, I can't. I, it sounds to me like I'm just gonna be honest, which is what he's been trying to say <laughs> from day one. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna just be honest with y'all. Like it ain't cool. Like it's cool. Like I see, you know, I. I it's different from views because, and I hear him saying in on um, this album that like he was angry 
mm-hmm. on views. Was he like, angry? You know, he was. He said that he was an angry youth on on views. He was you know still doing a lot of singing and love songs and shit. He was, but see, that's it, what that inspired he, the summer of love. It, it did, and it and it is loving, and, and and commercially wasn't that great. But like at the end of the day, I think maybe for him personally, and I don't know. I'm just speaking like as a fan, as a fan, mm-hmm. right? Just listening to the music, having followed the, his conversation mm-hmm. from album to album. It sounded to me like he was, you know, grinding some axes. I saw the, you know, the winds of winter, the Game of Thrones references. Oh, you know shit, what I'm saying? Man. On don't, the cover don't, don't get me started on the Game of Thrones now. <laughs> you already got you know me started. It's all I, your fault. <laughs> I introduced her to the Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know me. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, y'all know the, the, the Mr. Muhammad breakdown of the Thrones. You know, that's what we do. Right. Can't, can't wait to July. Yes. Winter so, is coming. Um, and so it sounds to me, and I, you know, and, and my kids, my kids would um, have to, like, it's interesting because they, oh boy, they know I listen to an album over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even if, like, if it's a single, I'm, I, I got to listen to it over and over again until I get it, until I figure out where it settles in my soul. Right. And so I haven't had the opportunity to let you know, um, more life breathe, um, and sit with me long mm-hmm. enough to like, to, to give you like the expert, like passionate opinion on, you know, the whole project. But what I will say just from a cursory perspective of it is that, you know, I just feel like he, he's got his stride. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like he, like, it ain't, it ain't fighting against the wind. It ain't trying to, settle old scores it's just like yo this is what it is this is what i'm at and you know what i hear i hear like even in the sound it sounds very canadian it sounds very uh, like i mean he's, he's i'm pull- doing what i want to do he pulling sounds from all over the world actually he's doing a little african yeah. rhythms a little you know what i'm saying london shit but isn't that you know the beauty saying? of isn't that the beauty of canada though like that i, you I, do I have guess that. i don't know much about canada everything i know about okay. canada is from drake so um, okay. I did see, you know, somebody said um, online, um, somebody from London <laughs> that I follow on Instagram gave him a shout, you know what I'm saying, saying that, you know, that he's giving like these small town people around the world, you know, a sense mm-hmm. of, of community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, you know, he's from basically small town in, in you know, comparison to if you take America versus the world, you know what I'm saying, then it's like Canada is a small town and then in hip-hop, London is a small thing, you know what I mean? So right. for, I think, you know, they appreciate the fact that he's from this little place and he's mm-hmm. and he's putting the world up on these things and he's going around mm-hmm. the world and giving, the, giving everybody these little pieces of different things and he's halfway doing his reggae patois. You know what I'm saying? He's right. already doing his African rhythms and his right. Canadian shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool. It's refreshing. It's you know what I'm saying? It's very refreshing. To me, it, it sounds feels light. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a white wine. You know what I'm saying? Mm, it's, crisp. It, it's crisp. It's crisp. You know what I'm saying? You're you going to put it on chill. It's best served mm-hmm. in the daytime and shit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? That's that's what this For album sure. feels to me. It's like, you know, it's, it's crisp. It's cool. It's something you put on. You let it ride out in the daytime. I still, my whole thing with Drake albums, even from the first one, from the first one, you know what I'm saying? It always fell short of those nighttime bangers, you know what I'm saying? Because Mm. he has to do his singing, you know what I'm saying? And lately, he's been more singing than really rapping. And so, you know, last album I said was, I think Views was, I said, maybe two or three hard record short of a great album <laughs> this, this is me personally <laughs> my own opinion you know what i'm saying <laughs> for my taste for my taste okay. this particular album is probably I mean, like as, a ra- as a rap album as a rap album right right right, right. as a rap piece. as a, as a rap album i ain't interested in cultural okay. pieces when i'm looking at my rap okay oh, okay you know what I'm saying? all right i get it i understand but this particular album is probably you know what I'm saying? Four shown, four or five songs shy of that. Now, <laughs> at, at, at one point, I thought Jodeci was going to come in. Oh, 
You know, so I thought I thought I thought Casey and JoJo was gonna hit that harmony. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I I like it. I like it. But like I said, it's like a daytime. You know what I'm saying? Put it on the day party. The day party record. You know what I'm saying? You know how like you know how like uh, Carl Thomas was like the happy hour joint. Right. As soon as you walk in the club, they playing Carl Thomas and shit. That's that's how this this Drake shit feel. He got that one song, one or two songs that it's gonna jam. But you know what I'm saying? Other than that, it's you know it's real it's it's real I life. Mean, and I, I I ain't mad. No, I'm, no, no. That's no, just my I assessment mean, and my own little opinion. And it, you know what? And I can't defend it. You know, uh, it's not even that. It's I just think that what I enjoy about um, being a Drake fan because I you know I pride myself in genuinely being a fan mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> I enjoy watching the journey. I I enjoy watching the transitions. I enjoy watching the growth. I enjoy watching the struggle, you know what I'm saying? Like it pains me, right, to see him struggle mm-hmm. when he is struggling. But like I enjoy watching him come up out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like because I always know he will. Right. Um, but I think that whatever he has to do to to stay vital, to stay mm-hmm. feeling good about music, let him do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because what we don't want him to do is give quote unquote the people what they want with mm-hmm. the bangers and the whatevers and the whatever. Hey, right? hey, hey, and then, but I want it. I know you do, <laughs> but we need him to stay growing and moving in, in the way that he's going. I mean, somebody want it cause the numbers are good. Hey, listen, and man, he's setting matter. records and he's set the streaming record on Spotify and the streaming record yes. on, on Apple. I don't know why they ain't yes. monitoring the streaming records on title. But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I see I see I see what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? A little title hate out there in the world. But anyway. I don't have a comment on that. I, I'm not asking you for a comment. I'm just saying. I noticed it in the press. They would say mm-hmm. set records on Spotify, set records on Apple, but they won't mention Yeah, it's title but, reporting. It's title reporting. I don't know. I don't know what title's doing. But I mean shit. I give them my nine ninety nine and that's it. That's my okay. I know Jay Z is involved and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sure, you know sure, what I'm saying? Sure. It's just, you know, support. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um mm. and you know, I know a lot of people that work under the Rock Nation umbrella, you know what I'm saying? Supporting the people mm-hmm. that I know. You know what I'm saying? I know people. Oh, that's great. That, and I and I've heard title is a great platform. I you know, I don't have it. I have um I have Apple. I but, got Apple um, too. And they both have so they I, both I, have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses. You know? Sure. What do you like about sure. Apple? Um, I just, I just like that it's easy for me to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's integrated with, you know, I, I have an iPhone, so it works, just mm-hmm. works easier for me. Um, I don't have to search too hard or try to figure out too much. Um, I understand that it's, that other platforms like Tidal have more of a curated, um, experience. Right, um, right. Is that the case? It, I mean, in some cases, you know what I'm saying? It, you, you will see a lot more, um relevance as far as you know the curation and you know what I'm saying the hip-hop that pops up on the front page and uh, you know shit like that I, um you know it feels a little more personal almost almost personal mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the search game is terrible but you know if you if you know how to spell the name of the record you're looking for you ain't you in luck but if not on what on title on title um yeah. we we talked about it on the show before where you know i, I feel like title needs to do a partnership with google search so right. that, you know what I'm saying, they could anticipate what you're trying to say better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they could get mm-hmm. better at that. You know what I mean? Um, Apple, Apple, you know what I'm saying, is good for having everything pretty much. They don't have much. Right. They don't have much. And, and quickly. And quickly. Quickly. Right, well, you know, when title gets I mean, shit, they get it quick too. Okay. 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 <laughs> nah, but. But, but, but. But with um, Apple, they don't have much video per se, and, mm-hmm. and they don't do the like they don't do as many of the live performances. So well, I mean, you know, that was that was titles. Um, if I remember correctly, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of a billboard billboard article mm-hmm. that that was the whole mo behind title that it was going to be more of an artist driven experience that you'd have more access to artist content and that's why they were bringing in artists as owners if you right. remember I mean, when they first launched artists as owners and you know pretty much live nation as a great partner 
Right, which, you know, Live Nation has a great partner, but the whole the whole drive what is artists. Like, the whole point of Live Nation being a partner is Live Nation, right, obviously has access to artists. And exactly. So, and, and remember, see, people forget. And that's where the people value for, comes. People forget. In, the, in exhibition opportunities. Pe- people forget back in the day when Jay-Z left Def Jam after he was the president and he did the deal with Live Nation for the $200 million. It was mm-hmm. for him to to do other businesses, you know what I'm saying, as well as mm-hmm. to give them 10, 10 years of tours or whatever. So he has been a partner with Live Nation for quite some time, which only makes sense, and it, and it actually gives them their one stronghold is that Live Nation pretty much controls the 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 live performance space. You know what I'm saying? They they control a great percentage of that. So having them as a partner gives them a stronghold in being able to say we can stream this show and this show and this show. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's you know right. so they bring that to the table, and you know like they had De La Soul the other day. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have somebody coming up soon. I think Common or somebody like that. But it's just always mm-hmm. interesting to be able to just click into a concert and watch it and shit. You know what I mean? As, no and, doubt. In addition to listening to your music. Now, I'm not here promoting title and all that. I'm just saying that's just my little No, no, that's no. That's, that's a good. Uh-huh, that's good. No. I mean, I, you know, I just had, like, I'm hard on the investment of time. You know what I'm saying? To learn a new platform. I'm, I'm just, I'm not that, um, I'm not that savvy as far as like being able to spend my time like getting on title and and also having you know apple of it all and trying right. to manage both of them for something like in something and i know this is terrible but like for enjoyment purposes like no, it's not. not that deep like you know if there was something relevant with regard to the outcomes of using these platforms mm-hmm. then I mean, yeah, then I'd invest the time, but like, I just need to get to my music right. and I need to know where I know I need to know it's there. And I need to know that like when I search for it, I can find what I want and I don't right. have to worry about going to YouTube trying to find a song. Nah, no doubt. No, no offense doubt. to YouTube. No offense to nah, YouTube. No, no, no. That's the, that's the hood boogie way to get it done. Now you could find a song on YouTube. <laughs> that shit dropping right. this exclusive to somewhere that you ain't signed up to. YouTube going to have it at some point. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, there's some stuff that does not own that because when people take that stuff down, like you can still go find that original version. So like, yeah. for example, have you, sir, have you tried to play Scarred lately? Scarred like Trick Daddy? I mean, trick like Luke, Trick Daddy, like Trick Luke Daddy, Trick Daddy, first trick song, Daddy version. Trick Daddy, Correct. first song, Scar. Bro, I, no, I haven't tried to dude. play Scar. Why would I be trying to play Scar? I'm not. I mean, I'm not never, nowhere throwing never, a, throwing mm. a D nowhere. I mean, <laughs> well, that's how I ride in the work in the morning. Oh, so. see, so you you put on this old corporate voice, but then you riding in the work on Scar. I remember yeah, the timber last year. Who <laughs> did? <laughs> She didn't know the daddy. All she knows is the cat Got over caddy. She don't know the daddy. <laughs> now, 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 see, just, see, that's what I was trying to let them know that, ah. that you can, you know what I'm saying? So you done went it's a real. whole 45 minutes in your corporate voice <laughs> when you're supposed to start the conversation in your trick I mean, daddy you know. gold teeth voice. I mean, hey. <laughs> I can't. I can't show my goals all up front like that. Now, I mean. now, do you know that Trick Daddy and Trina are working on a collabo album? Yeah, I heard that. And you did you hear Drake shout out Trick and Trina? No, did he? You ain't catch that, huh? Nah, you ain't catch that. I when, gotta go when did he shout him out? It's like at the beginning. I can't remember what song it is. Mm. Um, but is it "Lose Yourself" or did I lose you? It's um, it's um, he said something like. Ah, slipping, sliding like Trick Katrina, something like that. Okay, you gotta go here. Okay, now, 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 you know, y'all know we are from Miami, Dade County, Dade County, three hundred five. You know what I'm saying? Now, Rick Ross dropped the record. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross also dropped his record. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he did. So you know, he did. Let's let's get into that. Like so, so I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. You know, I can't do too much at once. Can't mm-hmm. do two things. I can't get to my heart. Can't take. You right. know what I mean. I need time. I need time. So Ross is a different situation because Ross is home, right? Right. So so Ross is an artist, but Ross is a Miami artist, and mm-hmm. Ross is like from our neighborhood. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like even with the singles off um, that I have heard, um, you know, buy back the block and all that. So mm-hmm. that for me, that's real. Like that's not that's not like some random rapper talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to buy back the block in, in some other city. 
right? right. So when you talk about blah back to block and you do the visual, the visual um, companion to that and you put it out online and I see it and I see that checkers that you bought, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's in the parking lot um, on 183rd and 27th, mm-hmm. which is where, you know, I worked at Lavande Collage Beauty Salon in that same strip mall uh-huh, and uh-huh. might have when it was when it was rallied. Now who who right? was the, who owned that shop? <laughs> that was um uh Ted. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Shout out to Ted. And, no, right. Shout out everybody. Right, right. See this this week going real Miami nice, you know what I'm saying? People in Miami like, Brown, oh shit, I Ms. know Brown. Ted. No, really, at that point, Lavonda Collage was Miss Brown and Ted, you know, her Ted, brother, right. um, managed the salon. Um, right. But Miss Miss Brown, Sylvia Brown, who, you know, was the head of cosmetology program at Miami Lake Tech, mm-hmm. um, actually owned Lavonda Collage. And it's, it's interesting that. because even even back then, I was like 15, 16, and I was Ted's assistant at, you know, running the front desk and, you know what I'm saying, the retail situation over there, because you're talking about a 25 a 25 station salon right, at the time. Right, right. And um, Ted was a music artist. Ted was had a project, had an right, EP. You know right. what I'm saying? And so I had to also throw help throw a launch party. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For so for you, him. you've and been in the game. I, you know, I had no idea. I never, you know what I mean? Like I just, <laughs> hey, I ain't even know. I ain't even know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so Ross dropped his record. You know what I'm saying? It's out there cracking. Right. Yeah, so I, I need to take time and sit with that, and 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 allow. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Ross on the weekend. I okay, get that so on the weekend yeah, right. when I'm feeling free and Miami ish, and you know I can do that. Got a little side of uh, conk fritters on the side or something. Like I that. mean, you know, get with, I might get, have to go. Yeah, give with Terrence, give with Terrence, and get a little conk salad. In, yeah, you know he's saying? in Miami right now, actually. Terrence yeah, is in Miami, right and now. I know he's bringing back the fresh conk because he always be on the Facebook stunting. Man. Stunting I, I sure hope so. with the I conk sure fritters. So. Now, see, you know what I'm saying? For everybody, listen, I'm in New York. Yeah. No, they don't have no conk. Ain't no conk in New Ain't York. Ain't no conk in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's not a, that's not a thing here. Ain't no conk selling so, in New York. every Friday, I end up being in a, a I miss Miami mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, you know, somebody like my cousin Terrence, who we talking about, you know what I'm saying? He'll be cooking up some conk fritters. Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or somebody like like this weekend oh, was daddy. this weekend was Talking jazz in the gardens. This weekend was jazz in the gardens in Miami, which is you know in our neighborhood in Miami Gardens, and twelfth year of the Miami Gardens uh, jazz in the gardens festival, and you know I I haven't even been to it. I've been in New York. I watch it online every year. Uh, I watch the, the hashtag and see everybody taking their pictures and. You know what I'm saying? Doing Shout out Vernita Nelson. Vernita Nelson, she, you know what I'm saying, helps put it all together. At, from, she Was she the assistant city manager? City manager, mm-hmm. She was almost our um our cousin. <laughs> hello? Hello? <laughs> not hello? doing it. I'm not doing hello? it. Hello? 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 Are you I'm okay? You, how you, you going to drop yeah, off? We I'm in the conversation. Not. Hey, listen. Listen, this we Please are focused. focused. We are focused. My 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 people who listen to this show expect me to be transparent. And when sometimes okay. shit comes up that's unexpected and you had just had to go with it. Vernita right. Nelson is the assistant city manager in uh Miami Gardens. But her aunt used to be our father's girlfriend at one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she was like, no, nah, I grew up, you know, we grew up with a single father. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Who was kind of player, player, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, you know what I mean? Doing his thing for the most part. But, yes. but then he had Nadine, who was like, you know what I'm saying? Our pick for the candidate. Like, hey, what the fuck you doing, bro? You know what I'm saying? Yes. We, could, we could end the game we here. We could end the game here, bro. <laughs> like, hey, man, you're doing too we much. Like, we, right. we, we, we stopped. Good. We done chose. We had and no idea that all, we didn't have a vote together. in the scenario. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, Damn. so you know, so goes you know, Miss uh, <laughs> uh, Miss Nadine did not become a mm-hmm. new mama, and right. you know, saying such as like, but her niece Vernita remained a good friend, and you know, she's out, life. out there running the Went show. To college with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. out there running the show, and they had Jazz and Gardens this weekend, which made me 
be sad and be home missing Miami once again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Look like everybody had well, a great time. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I lived in Miami for five years, you know, during the Young Money, you know what I'm saying? Like, when... When Young Money moved to Miami. When Young Money moved to Miami. You were able to go home. So did I. Exactly. So I, I had a good five-year run. And why you ain't go to L.A. then? I mean, you know... <laughs> Don't stunt, like... I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, like, if it was just me, heck yeah, hell yeah. We would have... Uh, uh, let's come on, slay some more dragons. But you know, I got two kids, two daughters, and no you know, I am a single mother. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I uh, you know those those decisions are not all mine. I do co-parent, right. and right, right. at the so end you, of the day, you're like, a I mean, single co-parenting mother. That's a difference. Oh, absolutely. I do have a, a present co-parent. I ain't trying to. I'm not about to get out here and act that say that kind That's of. What, no, no, I'm you thankful. didn't. You didn't say that. You said you was yeah, a co-parent. Nah, I just, I was just making the distinction. For the listeners. Oh, yeah. There is a difference. But I am a single parent, uh, meaning I'm not married. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I am the primary um, physical custodian of our daughters. Right, and, right, right. Um, so, you know, so there's that. Um, but the decision to move to L.A. was definitely on the table. In fact, I was, um, you know, still virtually. I went out there, set the office up, um, and was virtually still, you know, managing the team mm-hmm. uh from Miami while we had created a physical setup in Santa Monica. Right. Um but you know the 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 magic in me is my presence. You know, me me I show up and I I I make things happen when I show up and I and I and you know I'm able to 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 be there and be in the mix and and, and manage things. And so it just wasn't going to be the same. Even if I was going back and forth, it wasn't going to be the same result. Right, right, right. And I had to make a decision at a certain point. And, you know, my daughters, you know, we we, we, we moved from Atlanta to Miami. So there was that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just felt like I only had one more move in me with mm-hmm. regard to them and what, what finishing strong was going to look like, especially for my oldest daughter. So, you know, I decided to bring that move back to Atlanta. And, it, you know, yeah. once again, my perception was dead on mm-hmm. because... Um, the entertainment industry right now in Atlanta is is doing an amazing thing. This is a seven billion dollar, you know, film slash entertainment state. And um, you know, it seems easy to say, Oh yeah, 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 Hollywood, let's let's do LA, let's go to LA, let's you know, but I, I think I have a different perspective right. because of my trajectory mm-hmm. about the seeds that have been planted here right. in Atlanta, and, Georgia. You know, and, and sometimes yeah. you got to let it go. I mean, yeah, and at a certain point, it had been eight years. You know, it had been eight years. The Young Money Run had been eight had been eight years. Like right. you look up and you don't even realize it had been that long. And you know, you just got to decide. Like, you know, you got to reconcile back to your identity. And then, you know, everything happened with Brandon in 2013. And so my whole my my hey, my, they don't know about Brandon. Well, I'd be much obliged to let the world know because I'm all right with that. That's very, part of my very, story. Very briefly, because we're not gonna really go too hard. Not direct. We not. Even no, though I'm, even just, though I am, I am transparent. But goddamn. <laughs> now, Brandon, Brandon, I mean, Brandon was my nephew, who uh, who was working for. You know, he was he worked with Khaled, and we the best, and ended up in class. a in a, a tragic shooting on Super Bowl Sunday, two thousand thirteen. Yep, I was. It was this year the Super Bowl was in New Orleans, and I right. was. Literally just coming back from New Orleans doing a charity event for Wayne. And you know what I'm saying? You know, it's bad enough when, you know what I'm saying, somebody in your family gets killed. You know what I'm saying? But this particular, his particular murder was video. The the house mm-hmm. had cameras all over. And so on the news, you see the actual shit happen. You know what I'm saying? You see it as it's happening. You see them hit the corner. You see them pull out the sticks. And you know what I'm saying? You actually... Yeah actually see motherfuckers hitting the deck and getting dropped. You know what I'm saying? Which is Man. which is terrible. One. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, you know what I'm saying? Our uncle was the, you know what I'm saying, the detective who was the first detective. on the scene. So he got called to the scene as he was watching the Super Bowl to get there to see that it's his nephew. Where I'm standing right next to him as the beeper goes off and I'm like, mm. who 
is dying, who's getting killed on Super right. Bowl Sunday. Right, right. And so, you know, it was Brandon. So, yeah. Yeah, this is, you know. So that changed things, just to say the least. That, that, that kind of changed my perspective um, about what my priorities are and what's important and what's real. Um, because Brandon was my nephew and he, you know, he was very close and near and dear to my heart and, you know, ours, you know, and we, mm. you know, we, 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 you know, gave him access, put him, you know, gave him this dream because mm. of, because of what we were doing in life. He wanted to be in entertainment and right. he wanted to do, do this. And so, you know, I just felt like there's, it, it was a wake up call because while I'm out here working with, you know, one of the biggest brands in entertainment at the time and, you know, handling the charitable stuff. I think I, I was telling myself, like, you know, you're doing a good thing because, like, you know, you're giving back. Like, you you know, you're directing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, you know, organizations that need that support. You know, so, like, you know, that's this is good, right? But the reality is, is that there are, there's a whole generation of kids that have grown up on the affluence of, you know, of hip hop and what it is, the good and the bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, shit. Right. And so their worldview is that. Their worldview is that. That's their worldview. That's their default. Right. And so I was thinking to myself, it's interesting because this probably, and then you have the internet. This is, this is probably one of the first generations where, you know, like saying like, their reality has completely been shaped for them and they have access to everything, but what they reconcile back to is still what's, what was created for them instead of reconciling back to like, you know, basic ideas about life. Right. And, you know, and it's certain kids that are able to break out and, and discover and, and and with every generation, somebody that's going to create regardless and, and stretch out regardless. And some people sure. gonna gonna move with it as it is, and you know, at this point, what we have to do, you know, especially with our kids, is is make sure that they understand the gravity and both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? I think I think with Brandon, we were still young. You know what I'm saying? At least right. at least I was young. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, what I'm saying I felt like maybe. He saw too much too fast. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Definitely. so you know, you come to New York, your mm-hmm. summer of of eighth grade going to ninth grade, and you leave going back to Atlanta with you know having worked with you know three or four different fashion lines. You know, work with Vibe. You got a box of clothes that's about fifteen thousand dollars worth of clothes from you know what I'm saying multiple video right. shoots and shit. And you have the look and the stuff Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. attracts a different kind of person than than the people that you would normally attract. So now you're attracting people that that are outside of your element and and maybe, you know what I'm saying, you weren't ready to deal with that yet. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So right now with with, you know, learning from that, you know what I'm saying, you kinda space it out you kind of give them you know what i'm saying the foundation first and then you let keep them, it you know what I'm saying? and then mm-hmm. you keep it real you know what i'm saying you keep it real right. and you give you them keep, the foundation yeah you you i mean you keep it wholesome you keep it you keep it on the basics you keep it like because you know my children have been exposed to quite a bit um mm-hmm. you know they got a lot of access but at the end of the day it's important for me on the home front on this day-to-day home front that they have a very organic um, life and a very un, uh, organic and authentic um, experience mm-hmm. um, so that when they go out into the world and they're ready to create, it's coming from a very soulful and, and, and just homegrown rich place and not a uh, superficially rich place. Mm. So that's, you know, that's just something that's really important to me. Homegrown, just, you know, rich, superficial, rich. Yeah. yeah. Take yep. your pick. Mm. <laughs> You know, if you ask them, they, they, you know, I don't know what they might say, but I know what they got, right. you know, and they got, they got something real, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. So nice. I'm, I wasn't going to be willing to risk that, you know what I'm saying? And the outcome of that for nothing, not nobody, not nothing, not no amount of money was going to allow me to, was going to, you know, get me to do that. And so I'm thankful, you know, the young money experience was actually, uh, 
fortifying for from from my parenting experience because you know running that operation put me in a position where you know I worked around the clock but I managed my own time and so my kids were able to come and go and do they spent a lot of time in the young money office they trust me um mm-hmm. you know and it, it was it was cool it worked um because everybody was on the road so right. you know that worked perfectly but right. we got to grow we got to grow and so but what Brandon taught me and what that experience taught me was that there was a piece of my um you know my destiny that I had been ignoring and mm-hmm. that was you know developing young people building leaders from the ground up you know in youth and creating you know systems and structures that would institutionalize um you know that kind of uh, breeding of character that I do with my own children. Right. And but but at so that time, at that time, you were just exploring that yourself, doing it with mm-hmm. Tez and doing it, you know what I mean? Doing it yeah. with, with the Akon Foundation and the David Banner Foundation. You know David what I'm saying? Banner, so you were Neo, and, Neo mm-hmm. and all that. So, you know, you were just putting it together. But, you know, you got it. You're giving it to mm-hmm. your kids. You know what I'm saying? You're giving it to the world. Thank you for bringing it to the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no doubt. No and, doubt. Uh, you know, so, so tell the people where you're going to be, what you're going to be up to. All right. So first and foremost, right now, I'm 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 in uh, Clayton County, you know, working on building out. That's in Atlanta. This amazing. Yeah. Clayton County, Georgia, Jonesboro, Georgia, Atlanta, proper Atlanta Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, building out this amazing, uh, with, you know, just south of the airport, um, building out this amazing magnet program for uh, rising ninth graders. So if you if you live in the metro area, if you live in Clayton County, uh, or if you want to decide to move to Clayton County because you want to be a part of this program, then um, you need to go to the uh, Clayton County School District's website and go to their magnet program mm-hmm. page so that you can learn about this exciting program. Because mm-hmm. what I, whatever I put my hands on prospers. Right. And thank God for that. And, and so if we're you- going gonna to build it out. And if you're not able to move to Clayton County, holler at me. I might be able to get your address. But go ahead. <laughs> and um, and then also, you know, like I said, I'm working with this um, with the Slam Academy um, to bring. And I just this is such an interesting concept. If I could talk about that for a second. Um, so, like I said, you know, Pitbull was the inspiration for it. Um, you know, we it's a it's a it's a charter school concept that. Is centered around um, the a sports theme, but not just you know having sports in a building and being having sports teams, but doing what they call slamifying lessons. And SLAM is um, an, an acronym for sports leadership and management. So teaching um, kids the core subjects through the lens and experience of sports. Right. So you know you got a lot of kinesthetic learners, especially in the urban community. We don't know, you know what kinesthetic like, means. I'm I'm about to break it break that down okay. for you real quick. Um, people that like to move, kids that, that that have a learning style where they like to move around, they like to get up, they like to be interactive, they like to touch things, they like to build things, oh, they like, like to me. do things, like you. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> and so for for kids like that, this is a this is an opportunity for them to um, come and 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 learn um, everything that they would be learning if they were just sitting at a desk and being told to sit and sit still. But they would be doing it in an environment where their kinesthetic learning style is being honored. You know, and then also, you know, being exposed to, you know, the business of sports and opportunities beyond the field of the court. And then, of course, they do have sports teams and, you know, competitive teams and stuff like that. So I'm just really excited about it. Something that I've seen happen in Miami that those five years that I was there, I was able to witness, you know, how amazing not just slam, but a lot of the schools that Academica um, you know, rolled out down there. So the Somerset uh, Network, the Modern Academy Network, um, some of you all may be, may be um, knowledgeable of those. But to, to be able to bring that, you know, into Georgia, um, is gonna, is, I'm just excited about that. I'm excited about that. And you can, um, NinaPatha.com, mm-hmm. you know, my day-to-day, <laughs> my all-day, every day, until I die, is um, where I you know, Nina Parker and Associates, where I am a career and personal branding strategist. So if you, you know, have a business idea or you're just trying to figure out what your next step in life is, what I do is I engage, I engage you and facilitate bringing that dream, you know, to life. 
you know, in a way. But, but she costs money, y'all. She costs money. She ain't cheap. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, because you mean, know, a lot of our listeners, we 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 got a lot of upstart energy. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So you yeah, know, we got a lot. Of, you know, so they might not be able to afford I mean, what you know. you're talking about, but it is an inspiration to hear it. <laughs> so we appreciate you for coming on. You know what I'm saying? So like we always do about this time, we about to transform and roll out. You know what I'm saying? So tell a friend to tell a friend, and even the enemy. Mm, to get in the conversation. Yeah. Get in the conversation. Thank you. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.